Microphone test, one, two, three, one, two, three. such a freaky friday intro but i'll i'll, I'll roll with that you, you, you'll roll with it. it feels weird yeah. but i'll allow it um and this and the studio audience says yes we should you know uh, that that just that that just gave me a great idea i reckon we should mm. totally record like a laugh track and every time we have a morrissey joke, like happy days or some shit every time we have a morrissey joke we just like have the audience laughing that's a great idea I, I think that's just genius. I've, I think it will take this, this show to exciting new heights. <laughs> Anything to bring, bring us or, that, that little step closer to uh, or, or reaching. Depth. Or depths, yeah. Possibly depths. <laughs> Very possible depths. <laughs> like Arctic below sea level yeah, depths. We're, we're talking some Mariana Trench megalodons. Oh, man. Big time, dude. Big time. Speaking of which, how, how do you feel like kicking off? How do you feel about uh, the Meg Two sequel? I haven't even seen a trailer or any, anything, but I just saw that uh, the the name of that pop up recently. Wait, so, okay. So here's the thing, right? I um, I fucking love the Meg novels. Like I read them when they came out back in the fucking nineties. There are novels. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a series of, uh, I think they're up to five or six now. Damn. Um, and they're fucking, they're, dude, they're great. Like, they, they are so good. Like, and just, like, especially reading the first novel, it's so, like, just re- really visual writing. Like, yeah. You know, the, the first, and uh, so, like, the first novel opens with, like, you know, it's the prehistoric era. Like, you know, there's a T-Rex, like, you know, cruising around, like, trying to get some fucking lunch or something like that. And, you know, he sort of wanders into the water and gets fucking chomped by it. It's, it's such a, like, big over. <laughs> like, you know, hey, this fucking shark is so huge, it ate a T-Rex. Wow. And you're like, you, man, you're reading it and you're just like, it, you know, you're just going, fuck, this is so cool. So I, um, I've wanted to see, like, the Meg like or Meg as the book was called. It wasn't the Meg, it was just mm. Meg. Um <clears throat> I've wanted to see that done as a movie for like fucking years. Like I just like, you know, you're reading it and you're just like, oh my God, George Clooney would be so perfect for this. Well, young George Clooney. Yeah. Um so I um I was the movie's very different from the book. Um, right. Um I didn't hate the movie. Uh, for me, the movie's like, it's a Jason Statham movie where he just happens to fight a shark. It's not a shark movie with Jason Statham in it. I mean, you know, it's like Staff punches the shark to death at the end. It's fucking, it's so awesomely ridiculous. <laughs> um, so I kind of like, I don't hate the movie. I just kind of have to take it as its own thing. Because um, it, it's like, I mean, it's very like, there's a lot of 
death in the novel. Like, there's a lot of people getting fucking chomped. Um, and, um, you know, the movie's obviously a little less graphic than the book was, but, yeah. you know, it was okay. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to the sequel. Like, okay, I cool. Be, I think it could be cool. Hey, yeah, cool. All right. That, that sounds good, yeah, because I... <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, I... I saw the the thing pop up and I went, yeah, okay, okay, cool. I don't know how they're going to top the first one. Well, the, it, the it, I think they're taking, uh, I mean, I think they're adapting like the second book and the second book is very much about uh, like, you know, Stath's character and, you know, they basically go back down into the Mariana Trench and they're sort of exploring it and, you know, they discover like, you know, there's other Megs down there, obviously, and other dinosaurs and shit like that as well. Yeah, so right. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. But cool. Uh, yeah, I'm curious to see how they go with it. Yeah, oh, I just thought an interesting rad way to start the show, man. So, yay! Oh man, I'm fucking. I'm. <laughs> don't get me started on sharks, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Statham and sharks, a combo made in heaven. Well, I mean, you know, to be fair, it's it's a it's a pretty cool combo. It's like you know, yeah. Mean, if you get, if you're going to pick someone to like take out a shark, Stath's probably the guy to do it. Well, I just love the way he just stares dead on. Like, I mean, I don't know about you, but if I if I had a fucking whatever size fucking megalodon fucking shark coming at me, I wouldn't stare at it with a grim face, going, "Come at me, you prick." You know, whatever the fuck he yeah, says. You, and... You're not you're not going to be Stath about it. You're going to be like, "Oh, come on, come." Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll take you, cunt. I'll fuck. I'll fucking have you. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> but hey, he does it, and he does it well, man. <laughs> it's 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 that that staff stoicism coming through. It's oh like, man, uh, harder than a coffin nail. Harder than a coffin nail, and we love it, dude. I mean, yeah, <laughs> fuck. We we could do a whole episode on the staff, man. He's a yeah, he's a freaking I, legend. I think we should, man. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all for the staff. I think he's yeah. a good dude. Like he's, yeah, he's, I think he's so. filled that, that bald actor, you know, role well, that we, we, you know, Bruce vacated. Yeah, like he's picked up where Bruce left off and just given us something, you know, pretty fucking cool. And yeah, um, in light of, you know, recent, um, you know, sad news about old Bruce. Dude, it's been a fucking shit cunt of a week. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you know, we, we've sort of found out that Bruce has got full-on dementia, which is sad. It sucks. Um, Tom Sizemore's in hospital. He had a brain aneurysm. So, yeah. things aren't looking real good there. Um, Do you think he listened to the new Morrissey record? Oh, I, I, no, I don't think that actually gives you brain aneurysm. I think that actually just kills you dead. Yeah, possibly. Mm. Um, but, I mean, you know, and then uh, Richard Belzer died. Yeah, which is... Huge loss for um for the screen, man, because oh, I, I was a huge fan of, of his work. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, like, you know, Law and Order, like yeah. I mean, everyone you... knows him from that. Like I Man, mean, I, he I, was I loved him in Law and Order. He was great. Like, I mean, him and Ice T, man, like what a combo mm. together. Like they were yeah. old. I just loved yeah, I love that bad cop, bad cop um thing they had going on especially yeah. when you know those episodes where they're dealing with the the, the kitty porn dudes and stuff like he just i don't know man he just he just well, had a charm about him the, the the fucking the great and fun fact about richard belzer playing detective munch is that he has played that character across so many tv shows and movies mm. like mm. 
you know, he started it obviously in Homicide Life on the Street, which is such an excellent series. If anyone hasn't seen that, like go back to the beginning because that's where like everything like Law and Order, The Wire and all that really kind of spawned from Homicide. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. You know, Munch shows up in the X Files. He gets mentioned in Luther. Like, I think he even pops up in shit like Arrested Development and stuff like that. So, it's a very sort of storied history that mm. that character has. And I mean, man, what a career to play one character oh, for so long. Absolutely, so many different shows, and you know, even crossing over into like film and stuff like that. Like. That's um, that's a fucking hell of a run, and his acting style was, you know, it was really brilliant, man. Like, yeah, I mean, it was like because, the, and the weird thing to me is that he was known as a comedian, and I'm just like, this dude's not funny. <laughs> like, I'm, but I'm sure he was. I'm sure his comedy was hysterical. But he's just, he is such like, you know, when he's playing that character, he is so straight laced and deadpan and. I think even cops. I think even cops would take note from him. Oh, dude, yeah, I mean, for sure. Like Mm. he, he was, um, yeah, he he had a lot of on-screen charisma. I mean, it it was always funny to me because I remember seeing him in Scarface. He's got like a really small cameo Mm. role as uh, the resident sort of comedian that is at the club that you know Pacino frequents and stuff like that. So. And I mean, you know, the dude looks the same age for about forty years. <laughs> he's one of the he's one of those actors, man. Like, there's a few actors like that that you just like. Do you fucking age, man? Like, it's like it's like Sam Elliott. It's like Sam Elliott looked old in the eighties, and he yeah. still looks the same now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I gotta say, man, Sam Elliott with the long hair, fucking dude. Oh, dude, rules. Like, like we said in our, our very excellent Roadhouse episode, uh, yeah. Sam Elliott, just fucking God, oh, God tier. Yeah, like, yeah. Just the man. Like, yeah, yeah. You just, you see Sam Elliott in Roadhouse and you're just like, I want to grow up to be just like you. Totally, man. Totally. <laughs> you're, just, yeah. you're, you're a fucking dude. You're yeah. a total dude. Yeah. Speaking of total dude moments, how fucking cool was it to see um, the reunion of the cast of Back to the Future? Oh, dude, man, right? Like, and they look so happy, and it yeah. just ah, oh, man, they all looked great. I don't know, man. It was, it just brought a smile to my doll, man. I thought it yeah. was brilliant, dude. That was wild. Yeah, I thought so too, man. I, I thought, yeah, um, good on whoever organised that because that was fucking, yeah, it was something that the fans, you know, all all enjoyed seeing. Even though we're still fucking buzzing from the the awesomeness that is Michael Keaton returning as Batman. (laughs) I can happily bring that up every episode. Don't you worry. (laughs) Oh, and I think we totally should. I mean, I, um, look, it certainly was not me that was browsing eBay, trying to score a, uh, NECA Batman 89 figure the other week. (laughs) Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, I gotta say, um, I've I've watched a few interviews with Michael Keats of late. He's been doing the circuit a bit, talking about his new movie, The Protege. But man, it's like the scene you, you can tell. It's like everyone's like, yeah, yeah, cool, Protege, yeah, sick movie, yeah, cool. Um, by the way, how fucking awesome is it to wear the Batman suit again? You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing, man. It's like you know, everyone's just going to be like, it's it's kind of like, look, Mike, you know, man, look. 
we're glad you're still working. Um, you're you're a great actor. You're fantastic. Uh, anyway, Batman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And 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 I love just how he handles the questions. He's just got a style, man. Like, and he just I love his one response. Uh, I can't remember what late show it was on, but he goes, "It's just like riding a bike." You know, yeah. it's like <sighs> Michael Keaton is like seriously just one of the coolest motherfuckers ever. Like, ever. Period. You, you see him interviewed and stuff like that. Yeah. And the dude's just got like this fucking energy about he him. He does. That just doesn't fucking stop. It's like, it's kind of like a more like, you know, how Jeff Goldblum's like so fucking laid back. Michael mm. is almost mm. the opposite. Like he's totally, just, he's constantly kind of on and he's, he's got he, an upbeat to him. Yeah, dude, he would just be such a cool guy to like fucking party with because totally. I don't think, I don't think if you were friends with Michael Keaton, you could ever be in a bad mood. No. Cause the guy's just so up. Yeah. Like, and just so fucking happy to be there and just, yeah. Like, and the other, and the other thing cool too is, and, yeah. Yeah. The other thing too is, is that pe- a lot of people probably don't realize or forget that the fact that he's a, he's a fucking comedian and a really good comedian. Yeah, dude. I mean, fuck, man. Like, him as Beetlejuice. Oh, man. Forget about it, you know? Like, well, that was his role before Batman. And, yeah. Um, you know, uh, fucking Mr. Mum. Well, I mean, that, I mean, I remember like fucking uh, Night Shift with him and him. Night Ripley. Shift. Like, yeah. That was such a great movie. One of my absolute favorite Michael Keaton movies, uh, I've got to say, is mm. uh, Desperate Measures with Andy Garcia. Wow. I haven't seen that one for a minute. Oh, dude. Yeah. The one where he's like the serial killer. Um, yeah. That he's just so fucking good in that. Like, he is so intense and terrifying, but he never. That's the, the great thing about Michael Keaton is like he never loses that likability. It's like mm. he's this evil fucking piece of shit, but he's still kind of likable. Like you, you yeah. still kind of you get to the end and you kind of like, oh, I kind of hope he gets away. <laughs> mm. Totally, man. Totally. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, Jason Statham, Michael Keaton. Yeah, I can see us doing a few of these episodes. Oh, dude. Oh, come to <laughs> so I, I um speaking of speaking of Batman and DC stuff, I mm. finally got to watch Black Adam today. Ooh. And I dude, I really liked it. I don't um I don't see why people are kind of hating on it. Like I really enjoyed it. I, I mm-hmm. don't think look, I think The Rock might have oversold the whole, you know, hierarchy changing power of this with the DC universe. <laughs> um, well, that one lasted all the five minutes, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> I think you might have oversold that one just there's a, a little bit. There's a meme in that, you know, like, I'm going to change the, the, you know, change the hierarchy of the DC universe. Then there's James Gunn, hold my beer. <laughs> Much. Oh, that's um, cute. <laughs> oh, really? Are you yeah. <laughs> with with a you know with a photoshopped rock uh, rock's eyebrow. <laughs> I can just see it now. You picture like you know James Gunn being like you know Agent Smith in the Matrix. Like, how are you going to change the hierarchy of power? Yeah, a movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, no, man, I, I really dug Black Adam. I thought it was good. Like it was Great film. It, it didn't, you know, it wasn't a work of unfettered genius that mm-hmm. you're just like going, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. But it was a good 
fun movie. It was a fun time. Um, I thought The Rock did really good as Black Adam. I thought yeah. he was, you know, he, he had that whole, I mean, you know, I feel like the character sort of lacked a bit of that majesty and presence that he has in the comics. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's a certain majestic power that flows that permeates through the character in the yeah, comics yeah that you can't yeah. help but notice right yeah exactly dude like you and know he's, I, he's very regal in the comics yeah um, and i feel like the rock kind of gave us a bit of power but gave us more of a um well you saw me in the scorpion king mm. You know, yeah. just carried on from that. And I just, yeah. yeah well, I mean, it's, it's kind of, I, I thought it was really cool uh, that they didn't shy away from showing just how powerful uh, Black Adam is. Yeah. Um, like, you know, it's just like this dude just is wiping motherfuckers out. Like, mm. it's nothing. Like, it's just, you know, squatting uh, flies. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, I, I certainly love that. Um, that attention to detail of just the way he really? handled motherfuckers, man, it was great. Yeah, yeah, dude, it was it was really cool. Uh, I thought Hawkman was rad. Um, <sighs> yeah, absolutely. You know, Doctor Fate was fucking cool. Uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan was Doctor Fate. Dude, um, just like fantastic. You know, oh man, like it, it's kind of like you know, oh, you know, just sort of feel like tweeting James Gunn and just being like, yeah, dude, look, I know you, you know, this reboot thing, great, but can you, I don't know, maybe just bring back Doctor Fate and Hawkman because they were kind of yeah. rad. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Well, um, yeah, I mean, that's the yeah, thing. I thought it's, it was good. Yeah, it's exciting. We had some cool characters, uh, even some of the newer characters like Cyclone and Adam Smasher. You know, it was cool. Yeah, well, I, I thought it was really, like, there was, like, because, I mean, I, I uh, really loved uh, Jeff John's uh, run on the JSA. Like, Yeah, it was, it was the, brilliant. The sort of late 90s to early 2000s. Man, really... I've, I've never been such an incredible fan of, of a book series like that. Oh, it was man, just yeah, right? fucking so good. Yeah. It was it was just amazing, and mm. I really dug like some of the little uh, sort of not Easter eggs but nods to that that they put in there, like with you know the sort yeah. of friendship between Adam Smasher and Black Adam, you know, mm. at the end where it's like, oh, you know, hey, we made a pretty good team, and you know, Black Adam's like, no, we made a great team. It's just like, oh, I see what you did there. That's cool. Mm. Um, mm. So you know, it was it was groovy to see like you know so many little nods there and like you know the the big fucking javelin fucking jet thing that hawkman had yeah that was awesome yeah there were there, there was some great like i mean overall it was it was a great movie um you know fans can say whatever they want about you know rock's portrayal of black adam the attention to detail yada yada but I, man i thought it was great well man i sort of looked at it and you know i sort of you know compare it to some of the stuff that marvel has put out of recent that i haven't really connected with like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say oh my god that was shit but it's like mm. you know we all know that I had a few issues with Doctor Strange. Um, Eternals was a bit of a snooze fest. Yeah. Um, you know, Thor Love and Thunder was a movie Dude, I'm, that I I'm, watched. Uh, yeah, I'm struggling to go back to the second round of that one. Oh, do, yeah, I've only watched it once and I'm just like, oh, I don't know that I really care to kind of... It's kind of like that movie that you, you go, well, it's cool that there was a lot of Guns N' Roses music in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, <laughs> it was cool to see Natalie Portman in the Thor costume. Yeah, yeah, and that's about it. But um, where was Beta Ray Bill? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know why was um, Thor doing Van Damme splits? And yeah, 
Like, you know, where was, where's all the cool shit? What's, what, what is, what exactly is Russell Crowe doing? <laughs> what, yeah. What, what are you, what are you doing there, dude? It was what? like he was playing Con the Fruitier. <laughs> he totally was, man. That's literally what I said to people. I'm like, yeah. I feel like Russell Crowe's not doing Zeus. He's like. Con the Fruitier. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just like expecting him to. You know, Thor, like, hey, Zeus, can you help us? And Zeus turns around and goes, oh, a couple of days, beautiful. Yeah, exactly. I was waiting for that shit, man. I, I, yeah. I, I, I got to, I Thor, I got to talk to my wife, Maria. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird. <laughs> Literally, come the fruit. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But, like, this is the thing we've talked about on a few episodes, man. We've talked about. You know, just, I mean, it's easy for us to say. I mean, who are we? We're, we're just the armchair warriors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shit, right? I'm fucking Taika Waititi and Russell Crowe are losing sleep because I'm fucking sitting here hanging shit on their movie. Of yeah, course. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like we, the fans, we say, well, you have the biggest library of source material to draw on. How hard is it to just take some of that great source material and adapt it to the screen and make it look really fucking cool? Well, I mean, for me too, man, I sort of feel like, and I don't want to be like, you know, pissy little fanboy, like, yeah, yeah, they owe me <laughs> as, as a long-term fan, they owe me. <laughs> like, you know, I don't want to be comic book guy about this shit, but it's one of those things where it's like, I just sort of feel like you're, you know, you've got these characters that have been around for so long, and the reason they've been around for so long is because people have done really great work and told really great stories with them. Mm. And you're not translating that to the screen in a way that really is faithful to the work these people have done and, and sort of showing, I mean, that's the thing. I sort of feel like a movie, a comic book movie is a great chance to show a wider audience what makes these characters so great and why they should go and look at the comics and maybe read some of them because they're totally. really fucking good. Totally. You know, and I feel like when you squander that, it's just a bit of a letdown and a bit of like, not a betrayal to me as a fan, because fuck me, what do I care? I, I can fucking go to my shelf and pull one out and read it and it's still yeah. there. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it's a betrayal to the character, I guess, because it's like, you know, you, you kind of have this job to like show these characters in the best possible light mm-hmm. that's going to sort of show to people like, hey, these are really great. And, you know, you can tell really cool stories with them and, and do all this cool stuff. And, you know, isn't it awesome to see them on these big adventures and, you know, that are full of heart and pathos and stuff. And you're just kind of like, no, nah, we're just going to turn it into a fucking gag. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, we've, we've mentioned a few examples in recent episodes. So go, go back and listen to those episodes, people. And you'll hear some really interesting commentary. Yeah. Check it, check out our back issues. Yeah. 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 We've got some good back issues, but um, with Black Adam, um, before we move on, um, you know, obviously the, the big Easter egg at the end with Superman coming out and, you know, Henry Cavill reprising, you know, the, the, the blue tights again. I, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Seconds. But I was still, by the end of it, still sitting there going, where's Shazam? Yeah, well, that's the thing about it. It felt kind like, of, it felt weird to have Shazam and Black Adam so disconnected. Um, yeah. It it's, didn't it's, really feel right. Like, I mean, you know, moving on a bit, like uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. I'm Yeah, I'm excited at a new Shazam movie because I love Shazam so much. 
But at the same time, I'm going, okay, well, will we see a Black Adam cameo maybe? I don't know. You I kind of hope we do. Um, I, I don't know. I kind of doubt it, but I'm sort of living in hope. I do got to say before we before we leave. Um, yeah. Before we leave Kandark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The soundtrack on Black Adam was pretty fucking cool. It was great. Cool, Hans like, Zimmer. Yeah, that was cool, uh, man. Well, that, I mean, you know, the stones, that whole sequence with Paint yep. Black when he takes yeah, out the it was army, great. I was like, Fantastic. Oh, dude, this is rad. Yeah. Even fucking Smashing Pumpkins, like Bullet with Butterfly. Yeah, right that was great. With that kid yep. skating was fucking cool. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some There was some really good moments. I mean, dude, uh, I'm with you, man. Black Adam is not a shit movie. It is not a fucking phenomenal success, but it is a just a fucking good movie, man. I, good I, action, I, good yeah, pace. Dude, I don't feel like it deserved the the hate and no. you know bullshit that's kind of getting on the internet where everyone's like, oh it was crap and and, and as a and as a fan too it was really cool to see Black Adam wearing the fucking the OG suit at the end. Oh man, I love that so much. Like yeah, I, I was so happy about that. Man. Yeah, I was I, I, I was stoked. I, yeah, I just kind of wanted to you know I don't know call me I don't know call me fucking fanboy nerd whatever i i don't know um pedantic but I, I just have this thing about little attention to detail that is always missed for whatever reason in these movies black adam's hair is for me just such a focal point yeah i, I know that sounds stupid but no 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 but it, it, it is it's kind of like it adds to the menacing de- demeanor of his well, character yeah, i mean that that widow's peak he's got yeah. that, you know the the Spock is. Yeah. It's like, it really, because I, I sort of feel like, I mean, for me, um, Black Adam has always sort of been, you know, DC's kind of answer to Namor. Like, he's, yeah, exactly. Like, Nam- Namor's very much an anti hero. Like, yeah, he's a good guy, but he's, he's, you know, royalty and he holds himself like mm. a bit higher than mm. you know the average sort of you know schmuck in spandex mm. Mm. and black adam very much got that same kind of vibe and attitude especially the way he's been portrayed like you know the last 20 25 years absolutely comics and stuff like he's very he's very regal he's very menacing and yeah dude like the the hair and the spocky is just add to it the same it's a small it. detail like yeah, you know when he's scowling with that fucking hairline, you just kind of mm. like, oh, this dude means business, you know. Well, I can't wait for you to watch Wakanda Forever so we can have a chat about Namor. That is on my list for the next couple of days. I was going to try and get to it today, but uh, it's that's yeah, all right. Still, yeah, still, still tying up a few loose ends hey. from the, the old gig, and uh, hey, we'll we'll be here next week. We'll, oh, and the week after that, and the week after that. Exactly. Um. Yeah, and so the the uh, fuck I forgot. I just had a brain fart about what I was going to say. Oh yeah, the Black Adam comic book series that's currently in in circulation is pretty kick ass. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm which trade for that one. Yeah, which is leading me to a question of opinion that I want to ask you about in comic news before I I talk real quickly about something I just read that was really cool. Um, but the Black Adam miniseries is is basically it's. It's it's a good little series, but it's it's kind of slowly introducing us to a new Black Adam. Oh, okay. Of sorts, I yeah. Spoiler alert: 
But, you know, it's, it's kind of a thing that's happening at the moment where we're seeing a lot of the next generation of, of you know, characters, superheroes, supervillains and, yeah. and the like, right? Um, Black Adam, we're seeing a guy, you know, a young, young guy named Bolt who's, it turns out he's a descendant of Black Adam oh, from his lineage. Yeah, okay. So apologies for the spoiler alert, but um, yeah. But um, it, it's a great series. Uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to finish it. It's, yeah, issue eight we're up to. But um, I just read, and I've got to go back and read it again because I kind of need to do that second run. I just got my hot look, my hands on the um, hot off the press copy of Superman number one. Oh, cool. Um, in short, um, wow. The artwork, fucking magnificent. Um, the plot is fantastic. We are seeing a return to greatness from the Man of Steel. We are seeing all those uh, elements that we grew up loving about Superman and um, a bit of an emphasis on just that old rivalry between him and Lex Luthor once again, and that makes me a very happy fan. I'm really looking forward to reading it because I am really kind of psyched about the uh, little bit of renaissance that's going on with the Superman stuff at the moment. Yes, yes. I I really love that. Superboy's getting his own mini series coming mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, John Kent's getting his own mini series coming up. It's going to be uh, crossing over to the Injustice universe, which Tom Taylor just announced uh, awesome. a few days ago. Ah, oh, Tom, cool. you've done it again. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really really loving the uh, the Superman Renaissance. Um, you know, the, the, I love that the. the I'm a big fan of like the extended family stuff that they do with like Superman and Batman. Like, I think yeah. that's really cool. Like, I love it when you see like all the super family come together or all the Bat family come together for stuff. I always think that shit's great. Um, well, so I think I'm, from I'm a... really digging that they're, they're leaning into that. Yeah. I also think from a, like, I guess a, a moral standing side of things, I think it just, for young readers, it's a really good way of, um, understanding family yeah. and family values and that sort of thing. I, I know it's a weird example to use, but just no, that, well, yeah. I totally agree, dude. And I think it's also good for, you know, it's it's also one of those things, like especially with, um, you know, with, with both. It's like, you know, it's very much um, like a family of choice thing as well, yeah. which I think is yeah. really good for people because it's like, look, you know, Superboy's a clone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's those two kids that they've adopted from War World. Um, you know, Supergirl's the cousin. Power Girl's like brought in there as like, you know, um, I'm not exactly sure what Power Girl's deal is at the moment. I don't know whether she's Superman's cousin or whether she's Superman's cousin from an alternate I... or. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm as confused as you on that one. <laughs> um, but, you know, then there's also like Steel, like John Henry Irons. And, yeah. You know, his daughter Natasha and stuff like that. And, I mean, you know, same with the Bat family. It's like, you know, you've got like Bruce and, you know, Damien, who's his mm-hmm. son, unfortunately. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, the, the, the adopted, like, you know, Dick, Tim, Jason, like Steph, yeah. Spoiler and stuff like that, Batgirl and everything. I think it's really cool. And, I mean, I love it, it, is. it with, with The Flash as well. Like, I mean, we're yeah. currently seeing um, 
the latest Flash run. Like, I mean, Wally's back as the main Flash, which I'm fucking psyched about because I love Wally West. It was great to bring Barry Allen back, but um, hey, look, Wally's just been such a fucking dominant character for this role. Man, like Wally, Wally's like Wally's the Flash that I sort of really grew up reading. Um, yeah, same. After After Crisis on Infinite Earth, so I've yeah. always just got a soft spot for him. Um, but yeah, they're really leaning into like you know you've got him, you've got Kid Flash, you've got Impulse, you've got Wally's kids, you've got mm. Barry, Jay, Max, Mercury. So it's it's just really I think DC. DC really has, when they do it right, they've just got such a great wealth of legacy characters to have these little family units with Absolutely. these characters. And it just, I don't know, man, it just works so well. Um, it's like with Green Lantern. I love it when you see all, like, you see Hal, John Stewart, Guy Gardner, Kyle, Simon Baz, uh, Jessica fucking whatever, whatever her name. name is. Jessica Cruz. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, you see all the Earth Green Lanterns together, like yeah. working as a team. It's always fucking cool. It is. It is. It's really cool. And again, you know, like kudos to DC. They've they've really there's an underlying current about family and and that camaraderie between you know that bond of family. It just it makes you a powerful force. Mm. Um, that it's it's very hard to break that well, apart. Yeah, man, and I'm really looking forward to the upcoming Green Arrow series because it looks like it's going to be more of the same. Like it's going to have you know Black Canary, Arsenal, uh, Connor Hawk, you know. Uh, yeah, it's going to be cool. Arrow, Arrowette and all these other characters in there. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. And that, that's one of the things I love is that DC. DC sucks when they push aside their newer characters to bring back the old ones. Like there was that whole period with the new 52 that I wasn't a big fan of because it was like, you know, characters like Wally, Connor Hawk, you know, Kyle Rayner and a few others were sort of like shuffled to the side a bit. Like Tim Drake as Robin, Superboy and that because it was like, oh no, we're going to focus on... And it just doesn't feel right. Like because you've got all these great characters that there's been so many cool stories with. Yeah. And you know, I feel like a good writer and, you know, there are so many good writers working at DC at the moment can just utilize all those characters and bring them in as part of the bigger story. And I just feel like it makes, you know, your main characters stronger for it. Like, I agree. Absolutely, man. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's, thank uh... you for coming to my Ted talk. <laughs> um, yes. And moving right along and keeping in theme with heroes, I think that it's a great little segue um, as much as there, there's heaps of other things I wanted to talk about, but I think um, we'll just keep the, keep the vibe of the, the theme rolling. Yeah. But I want to, I want to talk about this week's movie and it's a fucking cool movie. What's it called? And, um, that, you know, that one with that dude in it and that other dude and that chick and that, that thing about the stuff uh... and the things. Um, uh, the rocker who? Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> we're, we're just gonna we're gonna rock it back to the nineties, dude. Like, you know, we're gonna do like a Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty fucking flip over the top ropes and um <laughs> and uh, get our neons on <laughs> and go back to nineteen ninety one with a movie that takes us all the way back to nineteen thirty two. Right, talk about time travel, man! I'm fucking getting a headache. Wait, but wait. um, it's a '90s movie set in the '30s. <laughs> yeah, 
right? But this is a cool one because th- this was during a time where they were having a crack at bringing some period characters to the big screen. Um, but this one in particular uh, is a really good one. We're talking about 1991's The Rocketeer. Or if you've watched the movie, The Rocker Who. The Rocker Who? <laughs> yeah. I love this movie, man. Like, this movie is so much fun. Yeah, it is a fun movie. I I know we were sort of at a crossroads about what we we're going to talk about this week. And I was like, oh, dude, The Big Lebowski. I haven't seen it. Yes, I'm keen. So, But then The Rocketeer. I was like, yeah, Rocketeer. <laughs> But um, uh, yeah. I mean, do, do you remember? You, you probably do. Do you remember before this movie came out that great painted, like full on oh, Art Deco poster? I peas in a pod, peas in a pod. I am just fucking. Paint. I've got it in my head already as we speak. Yeah, that is one of the most gorgeous movie posters ever made. Like I remember seeing that poster and just going, I don't know what this movie is about, but I have to fucking see it because that just looks fucking cool. It's a really fucking cool movie. And this, um, yeah, that poster is a glorious, glorious picture. We'll promote it on our, on our socials this week. But um, Fuck yeah, we will. <laughs> fuck yeah. But um, dude, the, the, the fucking Rocketeer, man, it's got a bit of history to it because um, I actually have or had I don't know which one, but I had a VHS tape called King of the Rocket Men from the thirties. Yeah. So this is like, this has got some history behind it, man. Like this is, um, yeah, there was a, there was an old movie series called King of the Rocket Men. Well, and I think Dave Stevens who did the comic that the Rocketeer is based on was probably inspired by that as well, because, um, I never had any, like I had the movie adaption of mm-hmm. the Rocketeer as a comic. Yep. Um, and then like, okay, a million fucking years ago, uh, when there was a grocery store called Franklin's and before that Bilo. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm going right back here. Wow. I was probably <laughs> about 14. And the cool thing about like, I used to, kind of love going grocery shopping with my mom because uh, like Franklin's and that, that was at Clifford Gardens in Toowoomba mm. had just random stacks of comics. Just, they were like a buck each and they just had just the most random shit in there. There was like Valiant stuff. There was fucking mature readers shit like Green Arrow and the question and the butcher and stuff like that. Um, you know, the odd issue. I think it was like all excess stock from comic shops because it yeah. was all like direct market stuff that didn't come to the news agents. So you could pick up like, you know, three or four issues of The Question or Mr. Miracle or El Diablo and shit like that. In amongst all of these was like a bunch of random issues of The Rocketeer. Like there was only like one or two issues of it. Um, and it was like issue three or four. Um, and you know, it was obviously like Dave Stevens. I mean, it was printed on like fucking toilet paper, like the old phantoms used to be. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I actually did at some point manage to score a couple of these Rocketeer comics. Like it was middle of a fucking story arc. You had no idea what the fuck was going on, but and, you know, it was cool because, I mean, Dave Stevens was very much like a, he really was a great 
like pinup artist in terms of like the old thirties, you know, chick pinup mm. sort of style of illustration. Um, so yeah, it's like, you know, there, there was, um, you know, there was kind of hard to find Rocketeer comics, but yeah, you know, I did stumble across a couple back in the day. Yeah, it was cool. There was some nice marketing behind this. And, and again, you know, like this is a, yeah, this is inspired from a comic book and movie series back in the forties called, you know, it was King of the Rocket Men, but there was also a Rocketeer comic book as well. Um, but dude, the, for this movie, there was some really nice marketing. The posters were just glorious. Oh, um, they were amazing. Yeah. And, and this movie is just fantastic. Basically the, the synopsis of this film is a stunt pilot comes across a prototype jetpack that gives him the ability to fly. However, evil forces of the world also want this jetpack at any cost. Um, set in the thirties, forties, uh, what better way, yeah, what better bad guy to bring in than the friggin' Nazis, right? Well, um, I mean, that's the thing, yeah. This, this movie's kind of like, you know, it's almost Indiana Jones with it a is. rocket pack. Like, yeah. It's very much that same vibe. Um, and it just, you know, man, I love Pulp Heroes. Like, I love, oh, I love the Rocket totally. I love Flash Gordon, Doc Savage, The Shadow, you know, all that stuff. Like, it's, it's just... Great because I mean, let's face it, Nazis are always a great bad guy because no, you can whatever, no matter what you do to them, no one feels bad. Well, that's right, and like, yeah, you can, you can punch them into a, pra- a plane propeller like Indy did, and yeah, you don't feel bad about it. Yeah, like, yeah, fuck you, Nazi. Good. Well, a lot of those propaganda comics and that back in the forties were, you know, it was all about, you know, Captain America punching the Nazis or the Japs, you know, it was like, yeah. it, it was like, yeah, I mean, fuck yeah. That great, like terribly racist, uh, Superman drawing of like, you know, Superman says slap a Jap. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it's like, Jesus, like you know, I mean, they they fucking really leaned in on the propaganda back then. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, thankfully, we no longer talk that way about our Japanese friends, but Nazis, yeah, it's it's okay to say whatever you want about them. No, one well, that's it, it. they're horrible, <laughs> that's right. And 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 this movie is just like a really fun movie. It's like like what we talked about last week with the Karate Kid. This movie is exactly, you know, it just carries on the same kind of vibe as that, but with a little bit of that Indiana Jones charm and vibe to it. Just a really good, fun movie. It is, man. It, this movie is just such a great adventure. Um, and it's, you know, it's got the classic trope of like, you know, your, your hero who, you know, desperately wants to be more than he is. Yeah. He's doing like crappy stunt flights with a drunk mm-hmm. clown and stuff like that, yeah. trying to get by and make a buck. And, yep. you know, he's got this girl that he thinks is way out of his league and she wants to be an actress. And, you know, he's trying to do anything to sort of impress her and, you know, just becomes an unlikely hero. You know, he's got like his Peavy, the old fucking, the old airplane. I love Peavy. He's so I great, love Peavy. Like, Peavy is kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Just, he's like, um, yeah, he's just, just that cool fucking you know accomplice best friend type character right that's the thing he's like he's almost he's like he's basically like the rocketeers alfred yeah alfred Um, or microchip yeah yeah the punisher yeah totally totally Totally. yeah and yeah just such a a fun you know great like you know i i I love the bit with the helmets like i look like a hood ornament (laughs) 
<laughs> I love that shit, man. It was great. I mean, yeah, the, the movie. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it it starts like the movie just from the start. You just know you're in for a fun ride from the mm. get go. Like the the score to this movie is fantastic. It's just such a throwback to a a, a glorious era. Oh, dude, yeah. it, it is. It's just it's everything. Like, I mean. You know, before before Disney became like the giant fucking mega corporation that it is now, that's just pumping out, you know, Star Wars and uh, <laughs> yeah. Marvel stuff nonstop. Um, yeah. You know, it, it was kind of special back when you got like a Disney movie, especially like one like The Rocketeer, because yeah, like, you know, there was just it was a bit of a magic kind of time because like, you know, you had Disney movies, like you had, you know, you had this, you had like three Musketeers, Hocus Pocus, like, you know, some, some sort of, you know, maybe not the most original concepts in the world, but they were very fun and mm. they were very, you know, stuff that wasn't coming out quite so much. So when they came to the cinema, it was kind of special because, you know, you were basically in for a fun kind of, and I'm hesitant to use the word family, but, you know, a fun family movie that, like, everyone in the family could enjoy. There's, you know, yeah. a bit of, bit of action, you know, a bit of fun stuff for the grown-ups. Like, yep. it wasn't it wasn't so stupid that it talked down to the audience. And, bit of tongue-in-cheek romance. Yeah, man. Like, you know, it was just a fun, great time. And, I mean... You know, this this movie's just I mean the cast is great. You got you got I love Bill, the cast. You got Bill Campbell as the Rocketeer, who um I've never ever actually been able to work out if he is related to Bruce Campbell. I think yeah. he might be. I'm not sure. Interesting. Um, I've never been able to work out whether those two are related. I have an inkling that they may be. But don't quote me on that. Um, and then you got you got Timothy Dalton as the bad guy. Oh, like he's such a good bad guy in this. He's fucking great in this man. Like he's so like he plays that Hollywood thirties, you know, Clark Gable type star, just to the absolute best note ever. And then, like, you know, it's like he's secretly a fucking Nazi. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the best part, isn't it? Like, yeah, man, it's just, it's so fun. And then you've got, like, I mean, is it Richard Keel that's in it? I'm pretty sure it's Richard Keel. No. It's, it's not Richard Keel? It's no. the other guy. Yeah, um, sorry, I'm, I was just looking, um, I was just quickly looking up if Billy Campbell and Bruce Campbell are related. Um... And the verdict is no, because oh. no, they're they're born just slightly apart. Um, oh, wait a minute! No, they're they're cousins. Ah, I thought so. There's a second draw- cousin. There's a similar chin thing happening there. Yeah, all hail the chin. <laughs> um, yeah, Tiny Ron Taylor plays the uh, the henchman. Ah, of course, yeah. Because I was never sure. I always, I always thought it was. To be fair, ever since Bond, every time every time I see like a big scary dude that's kind of massive, yeah, and I'm just like it's fucking Jaws from Bond. Fuck, I love it. I love the just the prosthetics that they put on this guy. He just looks hulking and just oh, menacing. Dude, yeah. Like like when you're a kid, you're just like, dude, I did not want to run into that guy. Yeah, 
it, it was awesome. Um, it's kind of cool, like, because I mean, in this film, th- this film follows a trend that, um, th- you know, as I said a little bit earlier, there was a there was a trend of, um, n- you know, nostalgia movies coming to the forefront. Like, yeah, Dick Tracy, The Shadow, The Phantom, yeah, The Rocketeer, you know. Yeah, and uh, probably a couple of others. Dark Man and that. Or, no, no, that wasn't. Sorry, but there was a couple of others there that I forgot. But dude, like it was so cool. And this film has just all the right cast, like caliber of characters, like you, the hulking henchman, the the suave, good looking, um, you know, high profile, um, good guy that turns bad. You know, that that is actually the bad guy, um, and. Jennifer Connolly, holy shit! Show wing, dude, fucking Stone Cold Fox. (laughs) Yeah, I mean she's magnificent. She's like she's fantastic in this. She's not the you know the side note character or nothing. She holds her own as a character and delivers the goods really well. And she really gives off like a full on like. Betty Page glamour thing. She really does because she's the aspiring actress. She's just mm. got dreams of of Hollywood, and you know she wants to be an actress, and yet she's in love with this you know young handsome pilot that yeah, uh, who's kind also, of a bum. <laughs> yeah, like he's yeah, he's kind of like the rock star bum, really. But uh, I mean, I think you know, the, and the great thing is, like, I mean, like you said, you know, there was a trend of you know bringing back a lot of the pulp sort of heroes, yeah, uh, in this period. And the great thing is with with those sort of movies is you know exactly what you're in for. You're in you you, you like you roll up, you get a dashing hero, you get this beautiful fucking bombshell love interest. You know, there's going to be an evil villain that you know is just a bad evil evil dude who yeah just plays you know, a really good bad evil you know who's yeah. just like he's just he doesn't have a complicated backstory or anything nope. like that he's just there to be evil mm-hmm. you know you're going to get some some rousing rescues some big stunt pieces and stuff like that you know thrilling moments and you know you're going to get a happy ending mm-hmm. which exactly. is kind of the, the comfort of like pulp hero stuff like <clears throat> you never have to be you know, you can just roll in there. It's like, you know, it's going to do exactly what it does on the tin. Um, yeah. You know, and like, yeah, that's, I love that shit, man. Like, I love, you know, Flash Gordon, Tarzan, like, all that stuff's just so fucking great. It is, isn't it? And, and The Rocketeer is just such a great example of it, man. Just, it's, it it's, it's that movie that just covers all the bases. It, yeah, it totally is, dude. And how good is the fight on the airship at the oh, end? I love that. That is, such an awesome finale because was that the that was the Hindenburg it's supposed to be right I think it's supposed to be yeah okay I love those nods to historical moments mm. in um in cinema um but yeah that fight on the airship was fantastic man it was so so freaking mean, cool the great thing about this movie and like you know a lot of these sort of movies is I always love it when they do the iconic shot and that that shot right before the Rocketeer flies off to save um, the girl and, you know, fight Timothy Dalton on the airship. I keep forgetting what it's, it's Jennifer Connelly's name is Betty, isn't it? In this. I, I think haven't watched so. It in a minute. I'm pretty sure it is. But that moment. Jenny. Where, Jenny. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Jennifer Connelly. Con- Jennifer plays Jenny. <laughs> I, I was not going to say Jenny, but I'm like, no, no, no. That's <laughs> <a> fucking moron. <laughs> 
but getting back to it, like that that shot where like you see the spotlight on the Rocketeer, the American flags in the background, and he's like doing up the pack and ready to fly off into like you know beat up the bad guys. Dude, that shot, like you know, the cops are surrounded him at the bottom of the fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. That shot is so great. It's like that could have been the poster, and I still would have been in. Yeah, know? totally, dude. Totally. It was. It was great. Like, I mean, this is the thing, man. What I love about this character is that he he's this. You know, he's the accidental hero um, that wants to. You know, wants to be somebody, and he gets his moment to be that somebody, and he he. You know, becomes that somebody that he wants yeah. to be has the rocketeer, but then we we later on in the movie we get that wonderful example of you know the the clothes don't make the man you know has yeah. a, has a once read in a Captain America comic the man makes the man you know like mm. and that doesn't mean to sound sexist or anything but um for all of our politically correct listeners out there yeah but... look it could be worse we could break into the now you're a man song from orgasmo <laughs> exactly <laughs> but um yeah what's great about this is he, we have we see that moment of humanity where he's the you know the, the source of his power is taken away from him and he's you know he's left as just just billy and he holds his own as the hero well, that's exactly it. I mean, that's the great thing is that like, you know, it's, it's like, it's a classic sort of hero's journey where it's like, you know, Cliff sort of like he gets this rocket pack and, you know, does, does Cliff, the thing. not Billy. Yeah. Does the thing. Well, Billy's mm. the actress, the actor. Yeah. Yeah. Actress. Actress. Actor. Actor. Uh, uh, we're on a roll, Jay. Yeah, fuck <laughs> off. I'm, I'm doing good this week. I'm fucking up Fear Factory albums See? and we're, we're, profe- we're, and... we're professional podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we've got a Learjet parked out the back. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's the great thing, man. It's like, you know, Cliff, like, you know, he loses his rocket pack at the end and it's basically like he, you know, and it sounds, it sounds tropey as shit, but it's true. It's like he discovers that, like, you know, he is the hero that he's wanted to be all along. Like mm. it's, it's not the rocket pack that makes him special. It's him that makes him special. And, you know, he manages to win the day, save his girl and everything without, you know, his rocket pack. Yeah, totally, man. I, I love it. I, I love that. And I love, I love that the rocket pack is fixed with bubble gum. It's so cool, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, yep, gum. It can fix anything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it, and it's, and it's, 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 um, P, it, it, PV was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love how he slaps it on the rocket pack as a good luck charm. Yeah. It's like I don't yeah. know. I don't know if that's a nod to something that, that was a thing back then, but I'll oh, take it's, it, man. It's, it's fucking cool. So cool. Yeah. I mean, man, like honestly, the Rocketeer is one of the coolest looking characters. He really is, man. I love the I, jacket. Oh dude, I the whole want, thing. I want that jacket. Like I would totally, if I had that jacket, man, I would just wear it constantly. Like, totally. It's a, it's a sick jacket, man. I love it. Rad dude. Yeah. And like, you know, the, the pilot pants with like the little sort of, you know, bulging out pocket things on the side. Yeah. Like, yeah. Knee high fucking aviator boot thing. Yeah. Like, cool helmet, fingerless glove. It's just, it's a whole fucking it, look. And it's I'm a totally thing. Into it, man. Yeah, like, totally, man. I just love, I, I love it. You know, PV's right into it and he's he just just yeah he totally gets all the rocket pack when they find it and he just makes a few adjustments builds the helmet everything it's like dude yeah chef's kiss man you, yeah yeah done yourself I gotta say also man I uh speaking of cast members I fucking 
love Terry O'Quinn in this as Howard Hughes. Dude, peas in a fucking pod. I was literally just about to mention that. (laughs) (laughs) He's great. And, like, yeah, I mean, just having him in there, like, bringing that historical character in there is just so fucking cool. I gotta say, man, I think he's probably my favourite portrayal of Howard Hughes on screen yet. Was it Hughes or Hawks? Hughes. Yeah, because I was never, I was, I was like, I, I was always, I always get those. I, I know they're two completely different people. Yeah, and yeah. Who they are and what they are of, but mm. I always like fuck up the names. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. You know, listen to our Freaky Friday episode. I've been fucking up names all week. Yeah. <laughs> was that band Fear 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 Warehouse or something? Yeah, oh. I, I don't know. Scared Factory was that the band? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everyone that listened had a good laugh. I know on our slightly fans of Kazakhstan. Nervous, slightly nervous warehouse. Yeah. Our, our Kazakhstan fans had a good laugh at that one. Yeah. 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 Our Kazakhstan fans will be like listening to this episode going, oh, we need to go to see this story. Slightly <laughs> nervous warehouse. You have any of their albums? <laughs> music clerk looks at like, huh? <laughs> and pulls out this, this weird fucking Alaskan Siberian band, whatever that's called. Slightly scared warehouse. <laughs> this is music clerk's just going, oh, fuck, I know what you guys have been listening to. Fucking Jake. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Rudy! <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> but, man, the, the ass really rock in this film, dude. This is what, you know, th- this is one of them films that you could almost say is a, kind of a perfect film, really. Car, Man, I or... think it is. Um, yeah. And I mean, I'm actually, we're actually doing a screening of it for movie night oh, uh, cool. at the end of this month. We're doing a double feature of The Rocketeer and The Phantom. Um, nice. Well, it was it was down to the wire. It was going to be The Rocketeer, either The Rocketeer and Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow or Rocketeer and The Phantom. And I was just like, nah, we got to do The Phantom. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, t- excellent choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- th- this is great. I mean, I. Yeah, there's so many other cast members we could talk about as well. But, dude, the, the movie itself is just you, – you kind of get the point by now. We're saying that this is a really good feel-good movie because it really is. I mean, it's it's just such a Disney family feel-good, fun, heroic film that, as Jake said, has a happy ending. It is, man. It's just It's just such a perfect – good adventure film and i don't feel like you know we, i don't feel like we get enough of those anymore like i think nah. you know probably the last one that we got that almost fit the bill would have been uh jungle cruise maybe yeah um, yeah even jungle cruise i was like yeah this is good but it just doesn't have the same you know nostalgic fun as stuff like the rocketeer well, just... or the phantom or the shadow yeah. or flash gordon you know just the movies with where the heroes and the characters are, are just the, uh, you know, especially the heroes. They then they're kind of like the accidental hero. They they they're not over the top. They they're not emotionally inadjusted or anything like that. They're they're actually well ba- balanced yeah, people. That's what I was just going to say to you. I mean, I think you'd, you'd agree as well. Like you know. Mm. Yeah. You know, we, well, I mean, look, fuck, we do a horror podcast. Like, we love dark shit. We love, yeah, you know, I, I love tormented characters. I, I love watching the Punisher fucking angsting or Wolverine agonizing over shit. Yeah. But sometimes it's just nice to kick back and just watch a movie that's it is. just nice and simple. It's like your heroes are heroes, your villains are villains, 
no one's angsting over like, you know, oh, I don't really want to be a hero and fuck those guys. I won't save them. And the villain is yeah. not like sitting there going, oh, I'm a bad guy because, you know, fucking, I don't know, Adolf Hitler fucking programmed me from a child or something like that and stole my puppy or some shit like that. Mm. I don't know. It's just straightforward. It's like your bad guys are bad. Your good guys are good. You know, the boy gets the girl, the girl gets the boy, whatever. You yeah. know, the bad guys are defeated. Evil is thwarted and everyone just rides off into the sunset. I love it. I love it. I, I, I just, I love how like um, Jenny uncovers, um, uh, fuck, what's his, what's Timothy Dalton's character's name again? The, uh, Neville? Robert Neville. Neville, is that it? Neville like Bartos. That? Neville, yeah. Ne- Neville Bartos. <laughs> Nev. <laughs> but, um, fucking shoot Neville fucking Bartos. Neville Sinclair, that's his name. <laughs> Why am I going to shoot Neville Sinclair and then drive him to the hospital? <laughs> Oh fuck! There's a chopper episode. Oh, there is, there is. Oh fuck! And it w- and it will be anything but dark. <laughs> but um, <laughs> if that's the one that'll get us cancelled. <laughs> we are talking about Eric Barner's portrayal as Chopper. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, and you and guys also... shouldn't be laughing at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, no. Um, the, the, Jenny, you know how she stumbles onto Neville's um, you know, secret room within his luxurious fucking glorious mansion which is a figment of fucking beauty in itself oh dude i mean that's the other thing is the set pieces in this Man, film yeah are i was literally gonna gorgeous. say that like they gorgeous just, that old hollywood vibe like yeah. all that fucking like glitz and glamour of like 30s hollywood is so oh, well portrayed so in good. this movie yeah um and I mean, yeah, like I really feel like Dalton's like Neville Sinclair is like this perfect like amalgamation mm. of like Clark Gable and like Errol Flynn, you know? He's, he's he's an interesting character because he's not quite the 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 top superstar that he wants to be. He's he had he addresses himself as the third most successful actor in Hollywood land. Mm. Because of course it's still called Hollywood Land at the time, which I love. Yeah. yeah. Um and you know, and he plays plays his character to a T. Plays the sw- sw- uh, swashbuckling, fucking handsome superstar leading man. Um, and yeah, I love I love that scene where he's doing the sword fight. You know, in the uh, in the movie. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, that's that's really like that's the moment where it's like even before you find out he's a Nazi, it's like mm. well, this guy's a bit of a bastard because it's like he's a complete prick and like has like fucking Jenny fired from the set until he like overhears the whole rocket thing. And then it's like, Oh, Hey, no, 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 no. Oh, I was just kidding. Like fucking come with me, my darling. Like, yeah. Get you a bigger part so I can get close to you and fucking nick your boyfriend's rocket. (laughs) Bastard. And it gets a, gets a little, um, hot under the collar there in the South seas nightclub scene too, man. Like, you know, he puts the charm on her a bit and she kind of, you almost see her kind of lean towards the dark side a little bit. Yeah. And, um, yeah. It's quite interesting, but um, yeah, I, I love his character. I love, yeah. And as I was, I was saying before, you know, I love how Jenny just uncovers his little secret lair that has, you know, that, that propaganda film about the, you know, the Nazis producing mass producing these rocket packs and mm. creating a, a, an army of flying rocket men to take yeah. over the planet basically it's um it, it's kind of a classic 
old school bad guys plot, really. Yeah, man, it is. That's the thing. Everything about this movie is like so simple, but mm. it works so well. Mm. Yeah, I, I love it, man. It just and and again, you know, just that, you know, I'll bring it up again, but man, the chemistry of characters, the chemistry between PV and um, and 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 our charming hero. Um, whose name I keep, uh, not Billy Cliff, Cliff, Cliff. that's right. Yeah. Cliff and Petey, that, that chemistry between those two characters is so fucking cool, man. You know, know, dude, that's the thing. Like everyone in this movie just really bounces off each other. so Um, even Paul Sorvino is the nightclub owner. Oh, but how fucking great is he? Dude, he's just such a great actor. And I love that they have, like, I always love the, uh, and I, I've, I've loved it in every, every time they fucking pull out that trope of like, yeah, we're the mafia, we're bad guys, but we're not that fucking bad. Like, <laughs> well, except for that scene in the diner. <laughs> like, I, I love that it's like, nah, you're a Nazi, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that was it's cool. Like, it's, it's all about the money, it's all about the money, it's all about the money. No, but I'm not going to fucking side with a Nazi. Fuck I gotta, you. I got to say, man, there's a, there's a, uh, I don't know, you, you kind of know what the outcome would be, but how fucking rad would it be to see back then the mafia just going, no, fuck the Nazis. Come on down. Let's fucking go. All right. Let's take you on. <laughs> the mafia just taking out the Nazis, dude. Oh, dude, yeah. Hey, you trying to take it over out to us? No, you ain't taking over shit. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the thing, man. Like, you know, that's there's there's a historical basis in that where, like, you know, the, Nazi, the, the, the mob actually did, you know, protect seaports and stuff like that. You know? Oh, real? Like, yeah, 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 dude. Um... It was I'm actually I'm not I'm pretty sure it was it did happen in World War II as well. Right. Um but yeah, there's actually a historical basis where like, you know, the mob have um unofficially sort of worked in concert with the FBI to, you know, keep an eye on the docks and stuff like that and, you know, make sure nothing's coming in and all this sort of shit. So which I, I just, I think it's really cool. I mean, fuck, man, Paul Sorvino. Like, dude, I've talked oh. about that guy for a fucking week. He is dude. brilliant. And i got to say, man, you know, th- again, you know, this is that classic formula that we see all too often and we never get tired of in these films is, you know, the, the our, our heroes teaming up with, uh, you know, unsuspecting alliance. Um, yeah. And in this case, it's the fucking mafia <laughs> <laughs> shooting down the, the, the fucking Nazis. And it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm totally here for it. <laughs> um, uh, oh God, we got to do a Goodfellas episode at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we got so many, we got so many to do. It's but great. No, no, man, the the Rocketeer is just, it is just a rollicking fucking good time. Like it really is, man. The man. the the set pieces, the score, the costumes, everything. It just, it just. Yeah, it's magnificent, man. It really it is. is. I, I always wish they'd done a sequel, but sadly, yeah, the movie didn't really uh, land too well at the box office, from what I recall. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I mean, this is the sad thing. That's it, the same fate happened to The Shadow, The Phantom. Mm. You know, all these movies, there's so much potential there for sequels, and it didn't I happen. I don't even really recall this getting a cinema release in Australia. I remember seeing a lot of the posters on the back of comics and stuff like that. 
Yeah. But my first experience seeing The Rocketeer was on VHS when it hit the video stores. Yeah, totally. I, I think I was in the same boat, dude. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, it, may have, it may have hit Australian cinema. I don't know. Probably Sydney, Melbourne, you know, your, your bigger cities like that. Yeah, it might have. I, can't, I can't, honestly can't remember. If anyone knows, fucking write in and let us know. But I don't remember The Rocketeer getting a release over here because I remember – I mean, you remember back in the 90s, man. It's like if stuff didn't perform well in the States, like we didn't get it. It was cinema, straight to video. It, yeah, it just got dumped straight to video. Mm, mm. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was very much the case, man. And um, yeah, we we missed out on a lot of good movies for that reason, mm. which which sucks. And I would have, I would still love to see the Rocketeer on the big screen. Fucking, oh, fuck it'd be great. Yeah, it would have been great. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean... hey, New Farm Cinemas, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Do it. Do it now. <laughs> But, I mean, I do remember seeing The Phantom on the big screen, but, I mean, look, I mean, it's Australia. There was no way The Phantom wasn't going to hit the cinemas over here. No, nah, like, well, no. dude, when you shoot shooting scenes in King George Square and stuff, dude. It's... Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'd be a travesty not to. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, no, The Rocketeer, man, it's, it's – um, I yeah, we, we yeah, I think I speak for both of us when we say we just have such a good time with this film. You can you can stream it on Disney or I dare say ask the dumb question, Jake, do you have the Blu-ray copy of this? Or is there Blu-ray special extras does that we should know the, about? Does the Pope shit in the woods? <laughs> <laughs> there there is a Blu-ray of the Rocketeer. I don't know how easy it is to find because it was one of um it was released quite some time ago not a lot of special features on there um That's sad. it does it does look and sound great um sadly i think you know the rocketeer is a movie that's kind of crying out for a special edition and i do hope that someone does it at some point yeah um, because the the Blu-ray that we've got is pretty bare bones. Um, I think there's a little making of on there and a trailer, and that's sadly about it. But that being said, it's worth it just for the audio and picture quality alone, um, you know, which is a, a marked improvement over the uh, days when you saw it on a VHS. But yeah, you can you can get it on Blu-ray. It might take you a little bit of tracking down. I dare say if you hit, um, I haven't seen it on shelf at like JB for a minute. Um, I dare say if you hit like somewhere like DVD King, they'd probably have it. Um, you probably track it down on eBay. Um, I've seen a few copies floating around um, with private collectors selling shit off. Um, so yeah, it's it's worth the hunt. Um, Tell you what is really cool, though, if you can track it down and you're a fan of this movie, is the Diamond Select Rocketeer action figure oh, that yeah. I got that comes in um, basically a VHS case. Like, it comes in, like, a clamshell VHS case packaging, um, and it's really fucking cool. Uh, it's rad. It's on my nostalgia shelf, and he looks fucking awesome. You can there's a little stand and everything, so you can prop him up so he looks like he's flying. It's fucking groovy. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I think I even had a Rocketeer. At one As point. did I. Did you have the bendy one? Yes. Yeah, yes. that Same. was. I think. I think almost every kid did. 
yeah, I had the bendy one. Um, he didn't yeah. last long because I used to bend him a lot and make him fly and shit. And you know how <laughs> back at back in the day, bendy bendy toys were not something that was long for the world if you were a kid because the wire eventually snapped inside them and started yeah. poking out of them. That's cool, man. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh, you gotta love those action figures. But um, oh, good. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, the, the movie, you know, had 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 a little bit of marketing behind it. You know, the action figures, and not too much in the way of toys and and all the rest that I'm aware of. The comic book adaptation was cool, but um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I remember the comic adaptation being really big, man. I remember seeing it like, it was one of the first comic adaptions that I saw not only at newsagents, but at bookshops as well. Yeah. Like, I remember seeing it at like fucking, you know, Dimmicks and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I think back in the day it was like maybe like 10 bucks and it was like a sort of hardcover prestige kind of format. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, this is the thing. It's, it's a movie that's, um, you know, it's a series that's, you know, been around for a while. Um, the movie itself is just just over 20, you know, is it 20, 30 years old? 91, man. It's, yeah. It's just clocked over, I think it's what, 32, 33 this year? Yeah. So, I suck at math, obviously. Oh, same here. What's one plus one? 20 again? Is, I don't this know. is why we podcast and we aren't nuclear physicists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, give us a nu- nuclear bomb. I'm sure we can figure it out. Uh, I, I know exactly where I'd send it. Yeah, exactly. So did you, did you hear speaking, <laughs> on, on, on that note? On that yeah, note, yeah, um, yeah. Did you hear Maury's, uh, I, I saw Maury um, has a new album called Without Music, The World Dies that apparently is a work <laughs> of genius, according to Maury, and he's begging for people to release it. And I saw the title and I'm like, yeah, can can we release an album called Without Morrissey, The World Thrives? <laughs> Is a counterpoint to that? Because I think it could be a thing. Yeah, I think so too, man. I really do. Without your music, the world's just fucking fine, Maury. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, this shit never gets old. Nope. Nope. <laughs> cue, cue, cue the laugh track. Yeah. <laughs> But can, uh, can, we, can we get a chuckle from our studio audience? Yeah, <laughs> our, our fans in Kazakhstan are all fucking laughing. <laughs> Jake, Jake, we will send the goats over, the goat army over, and kill the body that you speak of. Oh, do it! I want to see him trampled to death by goats, <laughs> just pushed off a cliff or something. The Kazakhstan goat army will <laughs> fuck you up, yeah. yeah. Mm. The popular um, in front of goats. So, how's a beer and pizza movie? Where do you rate this one, Jake? Oh, I reckon pretty high, man. I reckon The Rocketeer's pretty high. It's, I, I'm, I'm really curious to see. Uh, I'll, I'll bring back a full report after the uh, 25th of March, which is our screening night. So yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, we're dangerously close to a full house for this one. So nice. I will, uh, I will bring back a report. I, I Look, I think... The Rocketeer would be a really, really fun group watch. Um, I just think, like, Definitely. yeah, it's just there's so much in this movie for everyone to enjoy and love. And um, it's a great yeah. looking cast of characters, dude, that, that really make this movie. I mean, I yeah, Cliff as the as the Rocketeer, he's just a yeah, young, handsome fucking hero. Um, 
fucking Jennifer Connolly is as Jenny just yeah, well she's fucked. Well, yeah. and I mean, you know, man, the, the co star of this movie is like, how fucking cool is Bill Campbell's hair in this movie? Oh, like, dude, fantastic. I mean, that is one sharp ass fucking haircut. Like, mm. you know, I, I am honestly surprised there weren't more dudes rocking into like their, their fucking barber in 1991 going, like, yeah, give me the Rocketeer. Well, <laughs> I, I think, I think it was a, it was a, the, the hairstyle was a thing around the 90s then. It, as well so i think it was kind of a style um, yeah for a minute or two so yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was in mass circulation but um but timothy dalton is the bad guy doesn't get much better than that um paul sorvino is the mafia dude club owner it's fucking brilliant um yeah just a great cast i could hang in that diner all fucking day that dude, how bulldog cool was that i loved it there. i love that diner so much like- yeah, that's just like, oh man, like, yeah, that diner was just amaze balls. Yeah, I agree, man. It was fucking cool. Um, I, I just love, yeah, I loved the, the, the scene with the, the, you know, spoiler alert, the mafia walking in and just trashing the joint. Hey, how about another pot of coffee to go? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was, it was great. And, um, yeah, and, and all the aerial uh, flight sequences with the Rocketeer and also all the planes and stuff. That was brilliant, man. Well, was some really thing, yeah. nice stuff. Yeah, and I think that, you know, those effects, like, they still hold up pretty well. Like, you yeah. know, there, there's a couple of uh, moments there when he first sort of takes off where it's like, okay, they're, they're still, you know, they're, they're trying to get this shit right. But, I mean, you know, once he's in the air and stuff, like, you know, it, it fucking still holds up, man. It's it's really great. Like, Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, I mean, it's so joyous, like that moment, like after Cliff's just taken the pack for a fly and, you know, just he like fucking deep sixes straight into that swamp. Mm. And, you know, Peavy's like pulling the helmet off him and yeah. he's just like panting and he's just got this huge grin on his face. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Dude, I mean, how fucking great is it? And it, yeah, it's so cool. And there's a couple of um, there's a couple of little, little cool hints about the you know about the the makeup of the the rocket pack as well. Like you know, there's obviously a few nerds out there that would go, oh, the thing would heat up and it would burn into a cinder. Blah, blah, blah. But you know, there's parts where PV touches it and it's you know cool to the touch. And uh, you know, alcohol is a fuel source and. Um, and even the little shield guards near the legs to protect mm. him from the, the afterburn. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a, kind of a practical um, piece piece of technology. And um, and I love PB and Howard Hughes' um, little fucking chin wag at the end about the rocket pack. That is know? so fucking cool, that. Like, I mean, I just, I love that, like, you know, I love that PB's just like this grease monkey that's yeah. like, you know, all these like the greatest minds in the FBI have been working on fucking fixing this rocket pack. And this unassuming dude that works at a fucking rinky dink rundown airport, just like manages to sort it out like in yeah. an afternoon. Like, yeah. And, and how it uses there, just taking notes going. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I love that the, the way this movie closes out, you know, like, you know, the, 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 we're not going to see a sequel or anything. Maybe we could, I don't know. But what we do get is um, Disney Plus have given us a animated series of The Rocketeer. 
Yeah, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it either, but Billy Campbell is in the show. Oh, that's rad. That's yeah. rad. Yeah. 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 So there is a bit of a legacy to this story and um I'm all in. I think it's great. Yeah, man. I'm 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 I've I'm you know, so I've been hanging to see that animated series. Um, I know there was a, a bit of a contingent of nerds that were chucking a bit of a mental fit over it because apparently there were rumours that the new Rocketeer was going to be a chick. But I'm like, who cares? Like, yeah. if it's a good story, I'm all in. Like, a good story is a good story. Like, a good song is a good song. Yeah, exactly, man. And it's like, look. Yeah, I would love to see the further adventures of Cliff Seacord as a rocketeer. I think it would be fucking great. But yeah. like, look, man, you know, it's 30 years ago. Like, Billy doesn't probably have that amazing hair anymore. No, <laughs> that's right. And, and you know, and I, I think I think the movie ends on, a, on such a good note that it doesn't require a sequel because at the end of the day, he gets – Howard Hughes gives him that – yeah, spoiler alert – gives him a brand new spanking new fucking plane – to go into the uh, the championships with, yeah. Um, so he's got the girl of his dreams in his arms. Um, Peavy's got the blueprints for the yeah, rocket man. pack. It's That's like the thing, man. It's, it, everyone it, wins. It ends on such an up note. It's like he gets the girl. Like you know, he gets gets recognized for his his heroism, and you know gets a shot at his dream. Like he gets everything he wants, like everything yeah. he deserves by the end of it. And, you know, there's, there's a little, little, little Easter egg hint there that like, you know, Oh, Hey, maybe Peavy could build another rocket pack and yeah, you know, he could make a triumphal return as the rocketeer, but you know, yeah, it's just, it's such a good one and done adventure. It really like, is. It yeah, is. It, it's one of those things. Like we've talked about this with other stuff where it's like, it would be cool to see a sequel, but does it really need it? No. No. And and sometimes that second helping can just be that moment of regret as well. You kind yeah. of go, oh, maybe I shouldn't have had that second dish. You know? Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, I shouldn't have listened to that second Morrissey song. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't have listened to the first one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, dude, uh, yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, if you've got Disney Plus, you can get it on Disney Plus. As Jake said, you can probably get yourself a copy on Blu-ray, possibly. I know it's easy as fuck to find on DVD, um, but yeah, like I mean, Blu-ray, it's a little, it might be a little trickier. Um, but yeah, I, if you if you wanted a physical copy um, and you're happy with DVD, it's very easy to find on DVD. Um, yeah. If you're a jackass like me, you're still looking for it on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> the dream is alive, Jake. It's like, yeah, you know what? I used to rent this a lot, so I'm going to try and hunt down a VHS copy of it. Not an easy task. <laughs> Not easy at all. But, um, yeah, any any final thoughts on The Rocketeer? No, man, no, no. That's just like, like we've said uh, repeatedly, it is such a good time. Like, just if you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, it will no doubt lead you down a rabbit hole of other Pulp Hero stuff. And, yeah, there's so, there's so much other stuff out there that's like this. Like, yeah. you know, as we've mentioned before, like, you know, Phantom, um, the Shadow, 
uh, the original Buck Rogers series from the seventies. Yeah. Um, you know, Flash Gordon, Tarzan, John Carter, like yeah, the Lone Ranger. Um, man, yeah, there's a, there's a there's a host of great movies, very similar to this out there. That um, if you like this one, you will definitely like them. And I mean, yeah, I think the Rocketeer is a fucking great place to start if you like you know bit of the, like you know the classic kind of. Yeah, novel heroes. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. another thing, um, and like you said, man, it's just a really good feel-good movie, dude. But I just want to add real quick, um, what's missing from movies today that you'd remember this? You'd go to the cinema and get treated to a Bugs Bunny cartoon before the movie. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Bring that shit back, man. Oh, yeah, dude, totally. Man, I, I don't know about you, but... Man, that was always such a fun part. I don't, I didn't know what the purpose was of watching a Bugs Bunny cartoon, but fuck me, it was, it set the tone. It really did, man. Yeah, it was like it was very, very fun. I mean, I remember like even a few videos back in the day would still chuck the Bugs Bunny cartoon on before the film. Like, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally, man. I mean, I think that's the fun and that's something that I always try and recreate at our movie nights is, um, you know, I, I really loved like, you know, when you, you'd get a fucking a video out or something like that and you'd get the trailers, like you'd get a fucking Pizza Hut ad or something on there, yeah. or, you know, or an ad for like that fucking nightmare board game or something mm-hmm. like that. And that's, I just, I, I love pre-show stuff before movies like you know not just talking ads like you get now where it's like you know you get like 40 ads and then three trailers and yeah you know, it's they're, annoying they're Today, three, three trailers you've already seen on the internet like 30 fucking times and you, you look across the cinema and everyone's on their phones fucking scrolling just to fucking kill the time mm. You know, we're having yeah. a conversation. It's like, yeah, yeah. oh, dude, come on. I, I, yeah, man, just the pre-show thing where it's like you'd go in, you'd get like four or five good trailers, a bunch yeah. of new cartoon, and then the movie would start. Or like, you know, on a video, you'd get like fucking a dozen trailers and a yeah. Pizza Hut ad and an ad for the Nightmare board game and, you know, a whole bunch of other shit. And, you know, then you get the more trailers to come after the movie. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what's missing, man. I really feel like that's what's missing from um, today's cinema experience. It's just that fun pre-show. Oh, like, dude, totes, man, totes. Bring that shit back, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, well, man, this has been a cracker episode. It has. It's been a fun one. Um, yeah. We had yeah. some laughs. We fought some Nazis. Yeah. Saw Jennifer Connolly in a fucking white ball gown. That, yeah. 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 I had to get that image out of my head. Mm, yeah, watch watch Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, great movie, great cast, and Jennifer Connelly. Um, and um, yeah, and you end up believing a man can fly. As, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we saw it in Superman, but you get to see it again in Rocketeer. Man can fly, punch up Nazis. And scratch up, scratch up their Morrissey records. Yeah, man. And a cool hairdo <laughs> while, while rocking it out. It was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a hairdo that doesn't fucking flinch under that helmet. Like, right. He pulls that helmet off and that hair is daisy fresh. It is daisy fresh. Even when he falls, you know, when he fucking slams into the swamp. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, dude, there was some fucking, I don't know, there was some fucking Stefan's rapid hold shit going there on. There really was, thing. dude. Like, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't have hair, so I'm always kind of slightly obsessed with cool hairdos. It's like, <laughs> oh, if only I'd done that when I had it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this is <laughs> fucking hell. 18-year-old Jake has so many regrets. <laughs> Advanced hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I call uh, that number that that guy had on, on fucking, what was it? But the babes are back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. But um, yeah, if if we haven't given you enough reason to watch the Rocketeer, man, you're yeah, you must be a Morrissey fan. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, nothing we can say is going to convince you now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, no, this has been a, a fun episode. Um, I wanted to talk about Def Leppard, but we'll save that for next week, maybe. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean. We've just had recently had the big anniversary of Pyromania, one of the best fucking Def Leppard albums, rock albums ever. So might have a bit of a chin wag about that one. I think so. I think so. Which gives me a good week to just dive back into Def Leppard's discography. And uh, I have a lot of thoughts on what an unappreciated album both Slang and X were. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. So, yeah, look forward to talking about that. Um, I kind of mentioned wrestling a little bit with the Rockers. Uh, so yeah, maybe, maybe we chat about the Rockers next week. It could be a thing. It could be a thing. And, uh, as for what movie we'll talk about next week, well, there's a couple of ideas floating around and I'm, I'm all kinds of curious to explore one of those options. Yeah, we will, we'll, we'll, we'll come up with something. But as you know, from our laughter from yesterday's episode of Freaky Friday, well, it's, it's a safe bet that after seven, what comes after seven, number eight. <laughs> for free for Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> hey, big props to the people that have been posting about enjoying our Friday the thirteenth episode. Right. Story. That's fucking cool. Yeah, you all rule. Like that's um, that's cool. checks in the mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean we may we may have to do a slight uh, a slight pause uh after we finish Friday the thirteenth because I feel like we've got to have a chat about a big thirtieth anniversary this year on Freaky Friday, which is uh the 30th anniversary of Army of Darkness this year. Ooh. So I think once we once we finished at Crystal Lake, we might have to, uh, you know, head out to the cabin in the woods and travel back in time to the uh, like medieval dive, times. Dive out of the canoe into the water that will lead us to the portal at the bottom of the, the lake. Yeah. That fire, will take fire, us back to... Fire up, fire up the Oldsmobile and drive it into the swamp. Unless, unless there's a cabin you know, conveniently located by Crystal Lake where... Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't wouldn't that be cool if, like, the cabin from Evil Dead was actually near Crystal Lake in Jersey somewhere? And my mind is buzzing with ideas about this idea. (laughs) Don't you worry. Jersey's such a fucking nexus of evil. Jason, you got the Sopranos, you cabins in the woods. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I think there's something there, dude. So, yeah, but um, yeah, so next week's Freaky Friday is going to be a fucking hoot of an episode because Jason goes to New York. Jason takes a slow boat ride to Manhattan. Real slow. And um, yeah, can't wait to talk about that. And yeah, we're going to have some fun on Rad as well. So, um, as always, thanks 
everyone that's been leaving comments and uh, checking it out the show and enjoying it. Yeah, um, and reposting it and shit like that. Yeah. Awesome. We, we, and we love you lots. Yeah, and we're stoked that you in, that everyone's enjoying our Friday 13th um, deep dive. It's um, We're having a lot of fun with it, man. So, yeah, yeah. we'll be, uh, we'll be um, we, we may take a couple of episodes to uh, do a couple of little one and dones and then, uh, I yeah, know, man, I, re- I was I thinking the same thing. Into, dive into Nightmare after a couple. Peas in a pod, dude. I was thinking the exact same thing. So, Get yeah. Out of my head, Charles. <laughs> But um, yeah, yeah, we'll do we'll do a couple of one and dones, and then yeah, kickstart the the fucking Freddy Krueger madness, and and I feel like wander down to Elm Street. I feel like do do you feel like we should do something like that for Rad as well? Here we are talking ideas on the air. Like I I reckon we should. I reckon I don't know. I'm I'm thinking like maybe we could do like a couple of like really rad like you know like Lethal Weapon or something. Fucking what do you get out of my fucking head, Charles? Dude, Dude. No, I was literally just going to mention like lethal weapon. Like, I don't know. What do you reckon? Like next week we start, we start, we do, I don't know, maybe hocus pocus next week and then start lethal weapon the week after that. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm still keen for the Big Lebowski because you are, but um... oh, dude, I'm fucking keen as mustard. To do the Big <laughs> hey, maybe we could do a double header. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> And not a four-hour episode, but just like, you know, <laughs> Jake, just saying, just put it out there. D- double feature. <laughs> now I'm just picturing us going, intermission. We should totally do that. But, um, yeah, no doubt we're going to have some fun with next week's episode. And um, they, you, you hear it here fo- first, folks. Um yeah, the lethal weapon deep dive. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm all kinds of down for that. And um, yeah, we could. I mean, fuck, man, we we got Rocky in in the wings as well. Yeah, dude, we totally. Fucking Superman, Rambo, Rambo, Superman. Um, I think we've still got like a couple of Batman movies to cover. We do. Yeah, we got Batman Returns, Batman Forever. Yeah. Yeah, we got some fun. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two yeah. Batmans. Yeah. <laughs> Well, be cool, and and be cool. Yeah, there's definitely some more versus episodes coming up as well, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I had a um, and um, I'll throw a, I'll throw Q and A Q&A up this weekend as well. Um, oh, Jake's Q and A is awesome. I was um, I was also like contemplating like we could do a triple versus with uh, the various Punisher films. I like the sound of that challenge. Mm. Mm. Oh, hey, if we included the TV show, it could be a quadruple versus. Yeah, dude. Four, four-way cage match. Four-way cage wow. match. Wow. Fuck, that's going to get violent. <laughs> oh, man. That could be a lot of fun. I mean, th- dude, that could just be a four-part series in itself. Uh... With a versus at the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do a, a four a four parter and then just do a ranking. You know, like don't don't. This is the wonder wonderful thing about these professional podcasts. Like, I mean, no, most people have production meetings. We're just having our pr- production meeting on the air. <laughs> this literally is our production meeting. <laughs> That's how we roll. Because this is your opportunity to drop a comment and go, "Yeah, guys, yeah, you should totally do that, do that, do that, do that." Do yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, man. Totally. But um. Our friends in Kazakhstan are going, hmm, yes, yes, good idea, yes, yes. 
But we will still send the goat army to, to Marnesy in the meantime and blow up his fucking candy ass. Oh, God, please do. Please do. I'm telling you, man, there's a com- there is a comet coming for Earth, man, and it's going to miss everyone but <laughs> except for one man. See, this is this is the issue, right? So with fucking algorithms and algorithms. Al- we've got speech and pity. Bally Keneally. Um, but uh, with fucking Facebook algorithms and shit, man. So it's like I literally opened one Morrissey article once. Right. To have a laugh. And now I keep getting Morrissey articles popping up in my Facebook feed. Like, oh, well, because you checked out this. It's like, no, I checked it out to fucking laugh at the guy, okay? I don't want to <laughs> keep seeing his shit. Like, it's like, Jesus Christ, you fuck one goat once. Should just, like, start posting fucking um, ads on his on his um, Facebook page for uh, air conditioners and stuff. <laughs> Are you feeling cold yet? Yeah. You will be. It's like, oh, just, I, I I'm wanna, cold. Put a bully Morrissey into something. Like, I just, I don't like bullies, but when it comes to him, it's just like, nah, man, fuck you. There's exceptions. I know, I know, I know there's people out there that listen to the show that are going, why do you hate him so much? We like the Smiths. It's like, there's a difference between the Smiths and Morrissey, okay? The Smiths were a band. Um, I'll say that much. They had three other people there to offset his douchebaggery. Yeah. (laughs) And Murray, Murray's just, he's the Messiah of douche. Like he is, he's like the Jonestown massacre fucking, yeah. On steroids. It's fucking, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, look, the Smiths had three other guys to offset his douchebaggery. Whereas Morrissey on his own has all the depth and charm of a puddle of urine in the Valley train station. <laughs> oh, oh Jakey comes out with the gold. <laughs> oh, dude, I mean, seriously, it's like, you, you, you know that thing where you park in the Valley train station and, like, you walk down the stairs and you, like, open the door and that waft of piss hits you? It's like, yeah, oh, totally do. Oh, that smells like Morrissey. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you curse and go, fuck had my mouth open. Damn you, Maury. <laughs> Maury. It's like, that's literally, that's Morrissey has, yeah, all the depth and charisma of like, you know, a, a, a meth head flailing around in his own vomit. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy. Crazy times. Um, know, on that, on that charming note. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, and subscribe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We dropped a few F-bombs. Morrissey insults. Yeah. We drop a few f bombs. We have a few laughs. Fuck, you know. Um, if you want professional podcasts, listen to Joe Rogan or some of those other fucking heavily advertised podcasts. That yeah, or you just... know, don't 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 listen to Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like I, you, the thing I love about our show is we just kind of just I don't know. We just go off the cuff, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's just organic. It's. No bullshit. Um, exactly. You know, sometimes you have a great episode. Sometimes you fuck up the order of Fear Factory's albums. <laughs> sometimes you, just, you, you yeah, make it you up know. by comparing Morrissey to a puddle of piss. So, you know, it all balances out in the end. Yeah, that's it. it, it I mean, yeah, the, the universe is calm and happy and we our heroes ride off into the sunset. Yeah. 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 Till next week, you know. So. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so uh, a lot, a lot of cool stuff to look forward to on the horizon. Uh, 
Radmeisters. And uh, yeah, again, you know, just huge thanks to everyone that uh, listens to the show and enjoys our fucking shit talkery. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm just going to put it out there right now. Um, convention season is flaring up. I am personally campaigning for us to to reappear at Supernova or Ice Comic Con, any of those things. Oh, we will be there with bells on. I I know I will definitely be at a few this year for Freak Productions, but I I really want to do panel talks again and with you, Jake, because I have never had so much fun in my life doing a panel talk. Oh, dude, it was a blast, and I think like yeah, I'll I'll um I I will uh well considering I was fucking doggedly sick last time <laughs> i will uh not the last time we did a panel but the last time you were at a convention um mm. i might even just fucking pop along for the day and help man the freak production store so that you can take it oh that sounds cool I'll but um public and um actually i may even uh be able to bring along some um cigarettes and silver bullets freebies to hey. throw into some bags because adam and i are doing a oh yeah comic news adam and i are getting together for a work production day for cigarettes and silver bullets fantastic um, that's awesome news early next month and we are talking about doing um either uh, some stuff that you can throw into Frankenstein, which you so generously offered. Yes. Um, and if you forgot, I've just reminded you. So I just completely put you on the spot. Yeah. No, no, no. I, no, I, I didn't forget. No, no. I, I remember like it was yesterday. Yeah. But yeah, we're also it was possibly. Yeah. We used to wear an onion on our belt, which was the fashion at the time. Um, <laughs> But we're also possibly talking about doing like maybe a little four page like Ash Cam or something like that. Excellent. An original little story to sort of, you know, give people a taste of what the comic will be. I love that idea because Ashcan editions are a thing at the moment, man. Like, um, yeah, it's well, it's, yeah, it, man. Like, it's we happening. Used love, we used to love them when they were in like you know free and wizard and shit like that. Like, you know, back in the day. So but now at comic shops, you got to pay money for it. It's like, yeah. Um, yeah. I, it, it, it's saying something when the guy at the comic shop even looks at you with a puzzle look on, I don't know why we have to charge money for this. Yeah, exactly. So we're sort of thinking like, you know, fuck, we'll just, you know, knock up a four pager, fucking staple it together. I love it. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. Go, go down to fucking office works and print it up there. Like the professionals we are. (laughs) I love it. No more professional than our setup for our podcast. So. Exactly. Keep, <laughs> keep, keep the theme going. Yeah, exactly, dude. Stay, stay the course, you know. Yeah. Keeping it real. Exactly, man. Exactly. <laughs> That's why you have a Learjet and Joe Rogan doesn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. That, that, that's the difference. That's that's the thing that sets us apart. It might be a small, like miniature Learjet that sits on a bookshelf somewhere, but you got a fucking Learjet, all right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've I've got a transformer that turns into a Learjet. That's fucking sick. <laughs> all right, we're gonna wrap this up, man, because we're, um, we're just waffling on now. Um, <laughs> but and not that that's a bad thing. That's a fucking cool thing. But um, yeah, dude. Uh, as always, a fucking pleasure. I love doing the show with you, man. And, Absolutely, um, bro. Feeling is more um, than usual. 
yeah, dude, it's just so much fun. It's even more fun seeing this weird thing called statistics where you see regular numbers popping up for our episodes. So, like, people are, like, regularly listening to this show. It's fucking astounding. What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, why? There's thousands of good podcasts you can listen to. You don't have to listen to this. What is wrong with you? <laughs> but, uh, hey, we've got no complaints here, man. It's fucking cool. We we do this regardless, even if no one listens to it. But, uh, hey, we've got a, a bunch of loyal Kazakhstan fans that huddle around a bonfire and listen to this shit on, on a little um, beat-up old transistor radio. <laughs> Busted asshole old iPhone or something. <laughs> no, no, Nokia. <laughs> a Nokia brick. <laughs> One of those old ones that came with the bag that you carried around. <laughs> now you're talking. <laughs> oh, uh, um, till next week, man. Um, exactly. Till next wait. week. We have will, a, um, yeah, have a rad weekend, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll be chucking up a Q&A on the Instagram so you can uh, ask us silly questions there. Yeah, and keep those comments coming. Uh, love some reviews. So leave a rating, leave yeah. a review, even if it's, um, you know, whatever. Just fucking, even, yeah. Even if it's like, why the fuck have you can't spoken for like 30 minutes after you finish the episode? <laughs> this, is the, this is the bonus scenes, dude. Yeah, Come this on. Is, this is the behind the scenes. This is the yeah. special features. <laughs> special features. <laughs> That's how we roll. Fuck yeah. And have production meetings on the air. Exactly. (laughs) I fucking love it. Uh, All right. Like and subscribe, uh, you rad people. And, um, yeah, we'll see you back here next week. We will. Make sure you hang around for Freaky Friday first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's going to be fucking hilarious. It's going to be a thing. (laughs) All right. Until until next time. Yes. We will talk to you then. Stay rad. And that wraps up another cool episode of Rad. Thanks for tuning in, you rad people. And if you enjoyed this and want to hear more like this, check out our other episodes of Rad by subscribing and, of course, liking our episodes. Uh, We love doing the show and uh, we're stoked that you enjoy this show as well. Don't be uh, shy. Drop us a line, leave a comment. We love it. We love the feedback. And also don't forget to check out our other show, Freaky Friday. Lots of fun for all you horror buffs out there. And, uh, of course, all proudly brought to you by my career and Freak Productions. Go support the cause at www.freekproductions.com where you can check out all the comic books and books that uh, yours truly puts out. Till next week, have yourselves a rad weekend, everybody. You're awesome. We love you. We love your support. We love that you listen to the show. And to all of our listeners worldwide and here in Australia, we salute you. Till then, have a rad weekend. And of course, stay rad. <laughs>